I think where I see, you know, a point I do see in coaching and people that are coaches in the industry is there's a bit of a divide. There's new school and old school. We first met, there was fucking no, no one to help me. I didn't know anyone like doing it. And I was like one of the first people trying to really make a go of it. So I was trying to like figure it out. And I he learned the secrets and from a, a, a pro, another pro, well, from Milo Sarchev actually, he's a, a well-renowned coach and he wouldn't share the information. Whether you go in a gym or you're a successful PT, it's like, you have the golden handcuffs, you can't fucking leave. Like if you leave, you don't earn money. Whereas like, now you have the ability to go wherever you want in the world and you're still making sales, doing sales calls whilst we're out here. My mum don't believe it. She thinks I'm like selling drugs or something. <laughs> she don't understand. Welcome to another episode of the Physically Jacked Financially Stacked podcast. Today I've got someone who's more jacked than me, so I need to work on this. Uh, and that's <laughs> Mr. Neil Cranwell, who's I don't know how many times, Mr. Universe four or five now. When it goes above three, you just lose count. Um, so Neil's a really good friend of mine. I've had the pleasure of helping and I'll come on to a story in a minute, but someone who I really started with in the fitness industry looked up to when I very began, hence why I've got a really shit copy of his haircut still. Um, so we were about to go into a story before we started the podcast. I was like, we'll just put it on. So I'll let Neil go into what you're about to talk about. Yeah. So, I mean, basically I was just saying how I remember when we first met and it was when you were building your online coaching business and you came to my gym, so I used to run Crunch Gym, because I was a presenter on the Active Channel, which used to be the hub of information before social media. And you know, at the time when you're on Sky TV presenting every week, and everyone's subscribing, you just expect that to carry on rolling. And then eventually all the free information came out on, on social media and kind of killed TV. But at that point, you were going around in your infancy to try and meet people that had, like were known in the industry or gyms that were known in the industry to record content. And like, it's funny, here we are probably, what, 15 years later, somewhere yeah. like that? And now I'm sitting here learning from you. So where you started sort of uh, coming to me to help you start your business, now I've come back around to learn from you how to create a business similar to what you'd done all them years ago. It's a, it's a small, small world. And then what's funny with that, I think, is that I don't know, a lot of people watching this might think that the, they look at someone's chapter 12 and at chapter one and think it's impossible, but like anything is possible if you just think the right way and just really consistent with it. And I think one of the things I always thought about very early on was that, say the fitness industry, I don't think is that complicated in some respects, which is I think one of the reasons why you've been successful is that if you're in really fucking good shape, that helps. Because like I do the thing, if you get really good results with other people, that's the other like highest level authority. You also do that, so do I. It's like, okay, so then this is this vehicle, which is like extreme authority. How do I get more people and traffic to us and awareness? And that's basically the game. And then obviously there's more to it than that, but um, that's in essence the way I tried to think about it a lot. So it's like, how can I learn as much as possible about training? So I knew what I was talking about. I could then help people. And then also how can I prove my own physique? So then I started to stand out more, if that makes sense. Mm. Yeah, I mean, when I started, you literally had clients come to you and, and pinched an inch, like physically pinching body fat was to see if they are getting in shape. And so you, obviously you're only limited to the amount of people that would make that journey. But, you know, back then I'd have people travel from all over the world internationally to come and have like training camps in Essex to stay at local like hotels and stay and have me train them. And so, you know, at that point, that was all the market I thought that was available. And, and I'd done very well at that time. And my goal was always to be as very knowledgeable as possible. Similar to you, 
I mean, I would say you're probably on a greater scale have gone to more coaches or mentors and learnt more from other people in the industry. But I've done it to a good extent as well. And sort of over 27 years of coaching, you've picked up lots of ways. I think where I see, you know, a point I do see in coaching and people that are coaches in the industry is there's a bit of a divide. There's new school and old school. And there isn't the old school that still like listens to some of the newer age stuff and implements it, which is kind of what I try to do and try to pride myself on. Because there are coaches, which I won't name, that I see on in the industry that are so still stuck with eating boiled potatoes and tins of tuna and that's life. But then, you know, I'll come across new school diets for people where it's Cocoa Pop City and like, where's the, where's the middle ground? And so, you know, I, I, I've tried to learn that and always stay current with what's going forward because otherwise you're going to get lost in time. Um, and then, and really then when I sold my gym, which was about, where was that now, about five years ago, I had to learn how to now amalgamate that knowledge into an online space. And so obviously my first point of contact was to ask you, could you show me how you done it? How did you do it? You know, let, let me learn from you because we were like-minded and I like people. Well, I don't like that many people, but the people <laughs> that I do like, I like to try and work with them because then you, you've got a common sort of ground. Well, yeah, I think it's uh, relatability and similar values because you see things from a similar standpoint with certain things. And I know we think the same with a lot of things, including our gaudy fashion t- taste with things. Um, <laughs> which is why like, Neil's like Mr. Gucci. And I like Gucci as well, so it's nice. It's cool. um, so, but in that regard, I think one of the things that's interesting, like, I remember this maybe four or five years ago, the bodybuilding crew of people in the UK were very against online training as a new thing and now suddenly everyone's pivoted to it I think mm. well yeah there was again there was a divide as well that you was either an in-person prep coach mm. or you was an online coach and that meant you wasn't a real coach in that in that time and I think maybe because of COVID but people have been forced into doing that as well and actually if, what I've learned out of it is you can touch a greater amount of audience worldwide with your knowledge rather than those that are just fortunate to be local to you. So it's allowed me to kind of stem into different um, countries. And that in itself is great because you learn different because every country has a different way of doing things. Like there's different different techniques and different styles of eating, training, exercising and stuff come from different areas of the world. I think... One of the upsides of it as well, which people don't realise, which is exciting, as you were just saying before this podcast about how you went to the shooting range earlier with with your son, and he was like, "This is the best day ever" because you were going like play with all the guns out of Call of Duty, and like that's the reality. People, like, whether you own a gym or you're a successful PT, is like you have the golden handcuffs; you can't fucking leave. Like if you leave, you don't earn money. Whereas like yeah. now you have the ability to go wherever you want in the world, and you're still making sales, doing sales calls whilst you're out here, mm. which is then the one thing I always wanted was like time freedom, location freedom, financial freedom. And this is like a path that I know it can be achieved with because I did that. And I know other people doing the same thing like yourself. Mm. I mean, I think regardless of whatever your drive is in life, like if your drive was to travel, be financially free, like if it's deep inside of you, you'll make it happen, but you have to really want that. And that goes to people if they want to lose 30 pounds or they want to get jacked, they need to really want it. For me, it was, I've got two boys I'm single dad for, and their mums aren't around. So I have to look after two young boys, take them to school, take them to after school clubs. 
how can I do that if I'm stuck working nine to five or stuck in the gym where you're perhaps there from 6 a.m. till 10 p.m. at night? How can I take them to school? I won't be a present father. So I needed to find a, a fit, which to me is more important than the job, more important than the freedom. Although I absolutely fucking love the freedom. I've been, to, you know, been able this year to travel four times, all sorts of places and not only go to those places, but make money whilst traveling. And more money than you could ever make at home in a, a month or two whilst you're having the best time in your you know, life in Vegas at a gun range. It's, it's almost not real. You know, I still, I'm pinching myself, but it allows these fans, so now I get to be the dad that does all the amazing things with his boys when they're on their school holidays because I've got the opportunity to and I can still earn the money. But for me, it was like a big, big thing to make sure that I'm present for them. So I know that I'll succeed in this because it isn't just for me, it's like the family that needs to be looked after. 100%. And what would you say, like, obviously you come from a bodybuilding background. I think one of the things we said before this is that people from that background think you can't be successful and be... Um, a high-level bodybuilder. What's your thoughts on that? Well, I mean, to be honest, I probably was one of those 100%. people. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. That's why I'm saying it's, like, <laughs> yeah. it's a reframe of your own thought process. Yeah. Right? So, I mean, I got I've been divorced twice purely because being married didn't fit into being a professional bodybuilder. That took over everything. And so, you know, like hindsight's a fabulous thing, but at the time, I was so tunnel vision that unless you're on board with me then you'll just get barged out the way. And so, you know, if you want to earn money, I thought the best job in the world as a bodybuilder is just to be sponsored, which I've been sponsored so many times for so many years, but you're just here and there's never any, there's never any upward trajectory you can get by in life, but you've not got really any potential of anywhere to go and you're just making ends meet. And, and But I thought because you've got to train, you've got to make all this food, you have to sleep, you know, you haven't got that much time to to be career-minded. Whereas, obviously, like you've just said, you have to reframe your mind. And actually, you've got, like in my, my, in my in myself, I've got 27 years of coaching experience. And I say to some of my clients, I'm trying to sign up when they're on the fence. Shall I sign or not? And they're having that moment say, this is what I'm going to offer you. Now, if I had a four-time Mr. Universe that was going to show me the best way to get in shape and the best way to correct my form and exercise, I would be dropping my pants and allowing them to do it. You know, I would bend over backwards for that. And so nowadays that's available to people. And so you, you know, really can not only touch more people, but so many results come on so much faster. And that's hugely rewarding, you know. 100%. I think that's the fulfillment that comes with that alongside us, obviously, the financial success to look after yourself and family is huge. What would you say was the biggest struggle you had with it initially trying to transition into the online space? Uh, the computer. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, where I come from like pinching fat on people and writing programs, you know, on an A4, perhaps typing them out, you know, then you've got to learn all the, all the different ways of educating myself on how to do all the methods that now everything's done online. And that's the hardest thing is because I suppose in a way I was a bit like a dinosaur stuck in my ways and I had to learn all the systems that are online in order to you know, market yourself, advertise yourself, promote what you do. 
And some of that's like, you know, speaking a different language to me. So the, the best way for me to learn that was, you know, like coming to someone like yourself and you show me how you've done it and almost give a blueprint to follow because I can understand that and it's explained a lot easier. What I'd done prior to is try and dabble in the online social media, different methods, emails and sending out that kind of thing and just wasting time because I was doing it wrong, sending things at the wrong time on the wrong platforms, but not no otherwise. Um, it's fortunate that you know, the, the masterminds and stuff like yourself that can show us the, the kind of fast track way to succeed, which is you know, all, all I've ever done in coaching. You coach people, they come to someone with knowledge to fast track their results. So it's exactly the same thing and it makes sense. It's funny you say that because when we first met, there was fucking no, no one to help me. I didn't know anyone like yeah. doing it. And I was like one of the first people trying to really make a go of it. So I was trying to like figure it out. And I, I think sometimes now it's like if I had myself to coach myself seven years ago, maybe what could have happened because I didn't know you didn't I didn't know what I didn't know at that point mm. and there wasn't maybe the information or as much maybe mainstream adoption into this thing back then and maybe a lot more limiting beliefs of my own abilities back then because I didn't have the confidence um with that being said what one thing I think is interesting is the that's why I, I like fitness and business so much because they like sit over top of each other because a lot of the processes are the same so in terms of like if you want to get in really good shape go and find a coach who's fucking who's done it a million times you know, same thing with the business it's like first time I got in really good shape I got a coach and like I was like this is really fucking easy because I just did what you told me to do mm. and the same thing with business is like someone says you do like one to two things you do it it works like oh that was straightforward rather than like you're like doing the computer roulette of going through different apps and fucking around thinking you're working but not really being productive if that makes sense yeah and, and like if you can explain the method and the reason why it's working like for my my mindset, that helps it sink in, you know. So I, that's the way I coach people, and that's the way you obviously coach. But when you explain we're doing it like this because X, Y, and Z, okay, that makes sense, and so I will stick to that because I can see the the the, the methodology in it. Um, you know, I think there are lots of coaches out there who say just do this without any rationale. And so, you know, if you told me Charlie, I could never eat carbs again because that's just the best way to live or to get jacked or to lose fat. And I think, okay, well, that's what he says. He knows what he's doing. There's a point where I'm going to think, fuck that, I'm having a bagel. Like yeah, there's yeah. going to be a point where I break down. But if you explained a little bit of rationale, I'll go, okay, that makes sense. I understand why I shouldn't. And so without like paralyzing people with too much information, just enough to, you know, just to get that, that, that benefit from the person, I think is important. And I think that's one of the biggest reasons people struggle is same for fitness clients is they're doing something that they don't know why. Whereas if you know why and you believe it's going to work, you're going to, you're going to do it right. It's like same thing as someone said to you, it's like you can buy this Ferrari for 10,000 pounds, but it's actually worth a hundred. It's like you're going to do it because you know the upside value of that longer term. But if you don't understand what happens after you do this thing properly, then you're probably going to be less inclined to really put you all into something because like, oh, it might not work. Yeah, um, I mean, listen, I, I'm I'm learning and learning and learning, and and you know what I've learned so far has been fantastic, and one of the reasons it's opened a big door for me is because I've learned fitness inside out for twenty like for nearly three decades, so in a way it's almost a little bit boring and monotonous because you can't rewrite write the wheel any further. You know, you've learned it so many ways over. So now learning this side of fitness was a whole new chapter 
And like the takeaways I get each day or each week, and I've, I've texted you on some of them, is like, it's, it's like my brain's working again. It's like, it's, and, and I feel like I can pat myself on the back now because I've learned something new, and, but it's still related to what I love. And so it's been great. Yeah, it's been a, a really like, it's probably been the best sort of year or so in the, at least a decade, you know, that I've loved, like through, through work. Because I was just turning up, opening the gym door, listening to, you know, all the members' troubles and... Bullshit. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and, and then closing the gym door and repeat. And it was quite repetitive after, you know, 15 years of doing that. But now, and what I see as a trend now in this industry is it doesn't stay still. And you need to be current. And so what worked a year ago when I started or six months ago, it's, it's not the same. It keeps moving forward. So stuff that I've done even with you is now outdated from a year ago and, and you keep your finger on the pulse, which helps. Because again, without that knowledge, you're just gonna spin your wheels. And so it's allowed me to keep moving forward, but keep on top of things. The only our sake about it is, just when you think you've conquered things, <laughs> it then goalposts move on you and you think, oh, for fuck's sake, I've got to start again and do this other, this other slightly different approach to do it. But, you know, I think you have to have that personality inside that you like the chase, you like the drive, you like the desire. Um, and you like, you know, the, that business side of it. And I think like, which I do. And I've, and you know, many, many years ago, I used to work in Tenerife as a timeshare salesman, which is like know the worst job in the world, but you learn to be very savvy and think on your feet. And so it's kind of, I've had some swings back to that in my, you know, in that method of how it's, some of those traits I had back then would lay dormant that I can come bring back to fruition now. And one of the things you said that that's like one of the best skills you can have generally in terms of your business ability to sell. And with that being said, I think one of the things you probably wouldn't have said to yourself is that the main way you make a lot of your money is now via LinkedIn as well. Mm. It's like some of the best clients come from there, which someone had said to you probably three, four years ago, what the fuck is LinkedIn? Mm. Like reality. And that's where sometimes like you don't know what you don't know. You're just like blinded by things sometimes. Yeah, but again, like LinkedIn was not a traditional platform for posting content on social media, it was more of a business platform. So I didn't even know how it operated. So when I've then been like advised that LinkedIn's actually a really great untapped market of you know the type of clientele that you're looking for, they're actually affluent and you've got money. But how do you how do you work it? Because I've, I've and I had to learn that process again. Um, but that was probably the best shift I'd done because on social media from Instagram, you've got a completely mixed bag of people and followers whereas on LinkedIn you can target your audience so it's that that's been for me that's been hugely successful yeah I think that's sometimes where and you'll see this in the fitness industry as well like people are like sheep they all fucking follow each other off to do the same thing so it's like someone says I don't know whoever's like the flavor of the month in terms of coaching or training mm. or whatever the time everyone does the same thing so it was like the JP thing for a while right yeah and it was something else before that and it's like everyone goes through that big problem of like copying each other and the online coaching scene is the same where certain things tend to get flooded by doing the same crap essentially mm, yeah no you're right you're right the thing what i've learned from being uh, online doing this myself is it takes you away from that it takes you away from that bodybuilding coaching and i had a had a training session with a client this morning 
and he lives out in Vegas, but he was originally from the UK and he brought that topic up actually about who the big names are now, who the coaches are. And to be honest, I don't really know anymore because I've lost that, I've got that connection, that interest to follow. Um, but I remember it being so important to me, perhaps 10 years ago as you know, a coach trying to fight for that space. Uh, whereas what I realize now is there's, there's so much to go around if you take yourself just out of your country and use the internet to go worldwide. I think uh, one of the things with that, a lot of people say to me is like, why, why would you teach other people to do what you do and give away the stuff you do? Because you're going to create competitors for yourself. It's like, there's like 8 billion people on the planet. There's 100 million, million men in the US who fit our ideal client. It's like, how many clients do you need, right? Yeah. Like, so it's, that's, I think, in my opinion, like a British scarcity mindset in terms of being like very constricted and afraid. Mm. And I think that's probably one of the biggest things that holds people back. And one of the best ways for people to change their mindset is actually to change their environment. So I was thinking about the other day when you, me, Trevor and Andy's over there were training legs the other day. I was like, this is pretty cool. I was almost going to say to the time, I don't know why I'm doing it. I was like, do you remember when we first met? Definitely, it was 10, 15 years ago. We'd be doing this right now. So it's like, it's pretty cool. Yeah. It's, and it, it's and when you, you look at things sometimes, like, fuck, this is sick. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, exactly. But, you know, you're right. When I started in coaching, I remember going to a coach, a professional, and IFBB Pro won't mention his name, but he learned the secrets. And from a, a, a pro, another pro, well, from Milo Sarchev, actually, he's a, a well renowned coach. And he wouldn't share the information because in case you leapfrog him in the competitive order. Um, and so that mindset has always been there around bodybuilding. But you're right, like if you take the scale much further and out of that small pond, then, and, and I found actually even in my, I suppose, infancy online coaching, so I've not been doing it at this level for that many years, is when you speak to other people about how you're doing the business, actually opens other ideas and doors in your own head to help you progress with what you're doing if you try and explain a little bit in how it works. And so by, I think by sharing the knowledge, I think it's helping like everyone move forward, not just you know, the person receiving. When you, before you started online, what would be the best piece of advice you'd give yourself now if you, you knew it now and now in hindsight? To be honest, the same, the bit of advice is exactly the same as what I say and have said to like, anyone that came to me for fitness coaching years ago. And that was like for about three or four years, I tried to be a competitive bodybuilder. So for six months, I followed the keto diet, got on stage, looked like a bag of shit. Thought that didn't work. So now let's try a low fat diet, six months prep, still didn't nail the condition and stuff I wanted. And I kept trying this and eventually after three or four years thought, I need to seek some advice because I'm wasting time. And absolutely everyone I speak to in this world, day and age, that's the thing they got in common. They haven't got enough time. So why would you keep wasting six months of trial and error, trial and error, when you should just go to someone that's been there, done it with experience and, you know, and can show uh, his experience in, in results with other people, not just themselves, and learn from all of his time, effort and wasted years to prevent you wasting yours. And so that's what I've done with my coaching. It took me about four years of my own bodybuilding to actually go to someone and learn from someone else. But that's exactly what, from day one, when I went to go online coaching, the first thing I'd done was actually message you and say, Charlie, how do I, who, who's out there? Who's the best person for it? You know, and because I want to move it forward and I know 
I won't have the, you know, haven't got the capacity of, of knowledge of to know where to start to build it up. Um, unfortunately, now you do it at the time you did. Yeah, and I think it's uh, one of the reasons I do it now. I actually said this on a call with someone else earlier on. It's like I never intended to do this or wanted to do this. It just sort of happened because uh, someone came to me, basically a load of shit advice, and basically begged me to do it. And then, then I was like, fuck that it. That was me. No, 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 there was someone else as well, there was a few. And then I was like, fuck it, like, uh, this is how much it is made up of price, sent a payment, they can just pay me. I was like, well, it's easy. I was like, okay. Um, and then I really enjoyed it, and Henry was really good at it. And it's like, this became the thing I was more passionate about because almost the same thing as you in terms of fitness. It was like, I haven't been doing it quite as long as you, but I've been doing it for a while. And it's like, I'm a bit fed up of talking about calorie deficits and macros and doing the same fucking shit mm. over and over again. Whereas this is like a, a game that can just keep on getting bigger and bigger and bigger and has more diverse challenging aspects to like mentally stimulate yeah. me if that makes sense yeah 100 percent. i see that and i saw that when you crossed over from the not sure whether i should i'm doing this or not then you started actually you found it's now your brain's now active and working and, and now you've got more thought process it kind of brought everything back up and alive you feel alive mm. again, right yeah because you're excited and stimulated and i think if people are at a point in their business where they're not alive, excited, stimulated, like it'll go backwards. And I can guarantee you that because yeah. if you're not at that point, then you're probably not trying hard enough. And also if you're not at the point, in my opinion, it's not, not a popular thing to say where you get stressed and anxious sometimes, you're also probably not trying hard enough because yes, it's quite straightforward as a process, but it's still hard. And there's always gonna be times where it's shit. So like before the event we had this weekend in Vegas, my Instagram account would say again, before I had fucking a event for two days, my main revenue source is fucked. I was like, yeah. this is like great timing to throw my mood for the weekend. Yeah. And just try and like compartmentalize it. And I think people will learn the longer you do these things, the more you just learn to expect things to go wrong and get challenged by them. And just, I try and reframe things of like, what's the lesson that I can learn from this to try and pivot out of the situation, if that makes sense. Mm. Well, I mean, the reality of that situation was you show that every, no one's untouchable and this is what you've had to do even when it happens to someone yourself who you know, knows it inside out. So it's very easy to happen to someone who hasn't got that knowledge and isn't in control of their account perhaps as much. But you, you know, like what, what I've learned about having that motivation is like I've been on three masterminds I think now with you and it's because of the time they're just spread apart enough for when that motivation in my own self just starts to slow down. I think, oh, so actually, there's a mastermind in a month's time. So it gives you that goal to work towards and then you get a massive uplift, just, you know, not just from yourself, but being around the other, the other clients that are on the mastermind. Because again, you talk to other people in your network and everyone's sharing. And they're sharing their ways of how they've improved. And it, what's hard, and probably the hardest thing about this, which you, probably agree with which I noticed is I'm not an insular person and I realized I could make a lot more money by just face planting my laptop all day long but then it, it's a your very lonely existence and I'm used to being surrounded by people all the time so I had to find the balance of still training some of the people that I you know like enough and get rid of the other the personal training clients that I didn't so I still had that touch point and then I still done and I still do the online stuff to find that balance. And I found that was the thing I, I noticed was the biggest uh, factor for me was it's it can be quite a lonely existence. 
people see you traveling around Vegas, Dubai, this, that, the other, living the life, and you, and you get to see all these places, but they don't see the grind where you're just in, locked in your apartment, blasting, blasting, blasting behind a laptop, you know? And I think that that's important. And then if, if you've got the desire for all the fun stuff, that only comes if you do the, the work first. I 100% agree. And I think the the loneliness thing is one of the biggest reasons why I'd say being part of a community is an important thing. And actually probably one of the reasons why I was like, fuck this, I'm just going to do it and build the mastermind I'd want to be in. Because mm -hmm. I enjoy it, which is probably why I like it so much. Because as much as I teach everyone else, I get ideas from talking to people like, fuck, I should do that. That's a really smart idea. Mm. And like, I had something from the weekend that was genius that like, thinking, like into the matrix moment, like mapped out this huge piece of paper. Because <laughs> um, one thing that's from like your external environment that can just spark something like, fuck, mm. and that can change your life. And that's where sometimes too many people are. They, they do end up insular and they don't, you have like your field awareness, like what you can see around your eyes, right? Whereas like if you can be in a bigger group and people are killing it and then you've got a much bigger field of awareness, you've got more better information coming to you so you can make better decisions. And the success of your business could be determined by the decisions you make, like whether it's a good one or a bad one, it's gonna mm. take you towards the goal or away from the goal. And that's where like information as well as the execution is the key thing. Yeah, I mean, and as an example of being here this weekend, so the first day, I think it was the first day of the mastermind I was here, surrounded by everyone and talking, everyone gets on really well, which is unique in itself, and everyone's very friendly. But I had a good chat with, uh, about sales, and with Andy about sales, and the, you know, that forever... Spouse objection, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. the spouse objection forever comes at you. And that day, or the next morning, I had a phone call and it was a spousal injection. And I just, I'd, everything Andy had told, just told me was just still in my head. So I just reverb, you know, reverbatumed everything I'd, he told me in the same way. And then I can see all the barriers getting dropped down. And it's that stuff that if you don't go and surround yourself with people, you get stuck in your ways. Now, some of them ways do work, but sometimes they don't. And so to have more information and more ammunition uh, and then you know you come. I come away, and, that, and that, that fella signed up for five grand. So that's like, thank yeah. you, Andy. So he's listening behind the camera, <laughs> so you can say thank you, Andy. Um, but if you just say, realize what you just said there, you sold summer fitness program for five grand. Even the context of that a few years ago, below like, what the fuck? Like, you know, I'm still falling off my seat. Yeah, I'm still falling off my seat. I get off the phone. I think, is that real? Like someone pinched me, you know? But it. it, it and, and to be honest, again, going back to Mastermind, surrounding yourself with people, that massively helps you believe it can be done. in yourself and it can be done. Because before that, you know, I thought a fitness program was 700 quid. You know, like, you know, that was where I was at when I was coaching people in the gym only a few years ago. Because that's a going rate face to face when you're stuck in your locality in Essex in one area. That's the going rate for your local personal trainer, coaching or whatever. But when you scale it out to you know the whole across the world, there's different different remits, different people are charging different amounts. And so, but you have to believe you're you know it's possible. And when you're surrounding yourself with people, and I, I'm just scratching the surface compared to others, you're like, wow, this is possible, and it, it your aspirations are you know endless, limitless. Why was there a moment for you that really broke a like glass ceiling in your head, thinking, oh fuck? Uh, you sent me a few messages, which I thought. Yeah, I, I have sent a lot. I've sent you lots of messages. Yeah, bless you. Um, yeah, I, there's lots of there's lots of big time like moments where 
there's been like, so I'd say probably one of the biggest things, which I think I've told you before is when I got my two boys all to myself um, and I had to find a home. Now I was looking like we do at renting a property or buying a property like you do and where are you going to move to? And I decided to go all in and get a penthouse because I've always wanted one and it's so much money. But I knew that if I got there every day, me and my boys would love the views, love the coming, coming home. And as you get older, you spend a lot of time at home. But more so than that was I know that if I live here, I'm going to be reminded every day why I'm working. And if I don't work, if I put myself in a small two-bedroom apartment, which was a third of the cost, I'll just do enough. But if I put myself up here, I will work and make it, you know, make it very possible. And see now, the, the rental price or the, the mortgage price isn't even on the radar because like that belief is well surpassed. And so, yeah, yeah that, that, that was one of the moments there for me. Um, I, I had a Gucci moment as well, which was another moment. That was a good story, <laughs> tell that one. <laughs> so, so like my backstory is, you know, I was brought up by single parent, lived in a council flat, my brother, we never had any money. We had food stamps, we were skint. But we, ne we had a lot of love, but we didn't have any money. So it was a, I don't feel like I went without, but I never had a dad, so I'd never had that side of things. And my mum had worked three dead-end jobs in order to take us to school. Now, I, that's exactly what I didn't want to do, you know, in order to take my kids to school. But, you know, you see people online or you walk past these designer stores over the years, and I've never got to the point of going into one and not looking at a label a price tag and think, I'd like that, but it's a bit too much. I'd like that, but it's a bit too much and shop around. And uh, it got to the point a few months ago, six months ago, whatever it was, when I decided because I've, you know, secure in what I do now, I'm just going to go into Gucci because I do, <laughs> don't like Gucci a little bit. I'm going to go into Gucci and I'm just going to buy what I want and see if it dents me. You know, not and not look at the labels. And I went in and I bought, and it was like how the other half live. It was a moment, how the other half live. And when I come out of that, I was buzzing, like flying. Now, the next day, I had four sales calls to close. And in my head, when I was in it, she was like, I'll just close them sales calls. <laughs> if I close them sales calls, I've got nothing to worry about. But if I don't, that might sting me in the arse. And so I got on the phone call the next day, driven by my uplifted way and and honestly i've noticed that your demeanor and the way you come across on the sales call especially on the zoom call has a much if like if you can get the person on the other end of the, the the call to like you it's a much easier sale and so because i was buzzing from the gucci moment i closed all four sales so not only did i buy four hundred for gucci but i made you know a good amount of money on top of that as well so actually speculating helped me achieve more than if I would have sat there on the fence. And with that, it's an important thing, like a perspective shift. So even like you said to me a minute ago, it's like we were in a five bedroom house in Vegas. It was like, oh, how long are you all staying here? It's like, oh, the other two are leaving in a, two days or whatever. And it's like me and Charlie, my girlfriend are here on our own for like four weeks. And this house was like, you'd be knocking around. It's like, well, I, I can. And also I like <laughs> um, having a nicer space and things like that because it makes me work harder and I work better in that environment. And my mum said the same thing. She's like, what the fuck have you got such a big house for like two of you? So like, you could get a little apartment. I was like, yeah, but I don't want that. Like, I'd rather just work harder and have like somewhere nicer to stay. Mm. And if I'm in a better frame of mind, I need more motivated to work. I'll sell better. 
and it will pay for itself like five times over. So it's like a lot of the times people need to understand that sometimes cutting short on things and like, oh, not wanting to spend the money on something can actually like psychologically you're denting your own confidence and like, oh, you haven't really got that, like Neil, you haven't really got that, Charlie, just hold back because you might not make it back. And that almost like lingers in the back of your mind when you start to go into like sales calls and things like that. And that mm. the like thoughts become things scenario starts to come to mind because the sales calls start to not close. And we all know what that's like when you're in a, a run where you're taking calls, it's like, this is fucking shit, I can't close anything. But then you have other times where you're like, you feel like you might as well open the call and you're like, Visa, Amex, like, what do you want to do? Because like, <laughs> yeah. um, it's just like, you know, it's a, it's a pre-gone conclusion. Yeah. And the more you can try and set yourself up for success in the way you, your mental energy is with those calls, the better you're going to convert. So, you know, I look at, I'd say this, which is exactly as to what you're saying, to clients that are in their little pure gym or their local Mm. gym, and they're not making progress because they're like a goldfish in a goldfish bowl. Their surroundings aren't, now if you put that same goldfish in a great big pond, the goldfish grows like 10 times the size. And it's similar to what you're saying there about your environment. Um, what I'd say about being in this, uh, right, you, what, going on from what you said there about having a, a bad run of calls and then a good run, that was one of the things that I found really hard to get my teeth around. Because I'm used to people knowing me, people wanting to come to me, people wanting my advice. And so when I had a bad run, it was like I'm single getting blown out by 10 different like attempts to go on a date and everyone's blowing me out and knocking your confidence. I just wasn't used to it or when people didn't come back to you when they promised you that they're gonna have a think about it and come back to you tomorrow and they didn't. And I was not used to it. And it was like, I felt it was personal at the start. And I was like, oh, it's really ruining my day. Like these things are ruining my day. And then as I've got on and you know, a few years have gone by, I've realized that actually it makes it much more fun. You know, like I actually like the chase and the ups and downs and then you can sort of you know, you can make it a game almost, but it's that's why that's probably for me what I like the most about the job is because you don't you you're never secure, like you're never quite sure what's around the corner. No matter how well planned your business is, like you're you've been doing this a long time and your internet's just uh, your Instagram's just got like stopped. Like that shouldn't happen, but these things happen. There's a challenge always to keep you on your toes. And I think that stops you being stale and it keeps you buzzing to move forward. Well, yeah, it stops you getting complacent. And I think it then, one thing I think I've said this to you before is like the more success you get, the extreme highs are more high, the lows are low, right? So it's mm. that pivoting difficult difference because um, there's more of a distance between the two points. And I think that's what some people start to struggle to deal with. Um, one thing you mentioned was obviously the relationship with your mum. I imagine she must be pretty proud of you. My mum don't believe it. She thinks I'm yeah. like selling so drugs or yeah. something. <laughs> she don't understand. But for me, like I, I said to you at the start, I said, this isn't about me earning money. I'd love to be in a position to earn enough money that I can pay for my mum's life, you know, pay for my kids. I like make sure my mum's looked after, um, you know, and to have the opportunity to buy her things now around the house or with a car or whatever now that, you know, like the giving to my loved ones in my family, because they're the only people that don't seem to let you down, although some families are unfortunate like that, like that's massive for me. And when, you know, you probably know it's more than anyone, but when you can buy most things for yourself, 
doesn't really have too much value for you. But if you can buy something for someone that really appreciates it, and you know, my mum does, it's like that makes me want to, you know, do it even more. So, you know, I, I pay my mum a little monthly salary just to be my mum. Uh, but she's looked after me all my life, you know. So it's for me, it's it that's really rewarding. Like that, that's fantastic to me. Uh, but to have the opportunity to have that sort of thing, um, because I never thought, you know, at the start that would ever be the case. And now, you know, I, I can take all the, my whole family out all the time without a worry. Whereas before you would break it all down. And those, those moments are the things that make me really love the job that I do. It's because it gives you that back for family. So what would you say is the last question for anyone sitting on the fence about reaching out for help? Well, so I've been asked quite a few times. People, because I've got a decent enough following online, people do ask me, come out of the blue and ask me, what do I think about working with Charlie? I see you're working with Charlie. And I've worked with three masterminds, you know, so I've tried to learn in different stages from different people. Um, I think, and all I've ever said to anyone with yourself is how like great, you are as a person because you're in the business and you're doing the business of the mastermind as well. Whereas I think the other masterminds, they're just doing the coaching. They're not got the business. So they haven't got their finger on the pulse of what's active and you're passing that real time information across, but also you're approachable. Like, and like some of the other masterminds have allowed their finances or whatever to get above their station a little bit. So, Again, this goes back to what I'd say to anyone that wants to improve their fitness level or to lower their body fat or they're trying a different diet and it's not worked. Stop wasting your time doing the thing that's not going to get you the end result and go to someone who's, you know, you've been doing it for forever. It's got a massive track record, is likable, approachable and can show you the shortcuts. Like, why would you not do that? But people have mentors in other aspects of business or life or they have a fitness coach. It, it makes no sense to me why you wouldn't have a mentor in the, bit, in the business side of it as well. It's exactly the same to fast track you. So whenever you guys are out there and you're not sure, see this guy, he knows what he's doing. Drop, drop mess, uh, Neil a message for the question. Um, <laughs> that being said, we'll drop Neil's details below uh, podcast if you want to check him out. Really, really appreciate your time. If you guys enjoyed the podcast, make sure you subscribe, share it with a friend, get some more people to download the stuff. We'll be providing as much value as we can to help online coaches. And we'll see you next episode soon. Thank you.